BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Rico, back at it again. Folks, this is the Rico Report. This is the Buffalo Fanatics. Welcome. Smash that like as you guys enter the room. Y'all know what it is. If you have not subscribed, you're like, yo, I saw the title. I saw this is a Bills content creator. What's this guy about? Subscribe to the channel. It's that simple, folks. Let's go, folks. We know what it is, man. Let's cut to the chase. The Bills need to wake up, wipe the crust from their eyes, and get their act together. It's just that simple. It's really that simple. There's no way about it. This is not like there's some new offensive coordinator. There isn't like this is a, a brand new offense. This is not like, you know what I'm saying, 90% of the offense didn't come back. You're not dealing with a whole bunch of new players. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. The one thing that stands out that some folks are afraid to say it, and I'm proud of myself. I'm not proud of myself, but I am. I've been trying to tell y'all, quit scapegoating Dorsey. I've been trying to tell y'all, man. Does he lack creativity? Heck yeah, he does. Does he have his faults? Yes, he does. But the point I'm trying to make is sometimes you got to look straight at 17. I'm not mincing words. Y'all already know what it is. We've got to be better. Simple as that. Because I'm going to tell you, if 17 doesn't get it together, the season, and it, and it sounds crazy, Oh my gosh, we're only week eight. How can you talk about the season being over? It could be over real quick. <laughs> like that. Drop another game or two. Yo, you're, you're, you're fighting now. You're now fighting. I don't care if there's 18 weeks of football. You're now fighting because guess what? The Jets are getting better. The Dolphins, you know, they're going to put their, their schedule is no, it's not, it's not fantastic. It's not a hard schedule. They're going to, they're going to get their points in. So right now, you, you're looking at your division alone. You're fighting now to, to stay, you know, saying as a top dog. 
The Jets are three and three. The Jets coming up this week can jump to four and three. They're playing Tyrod Taylor and the New York Jets. And the last two games, luckily for the Giants, Tyrod has looked like the best quarterback in that building. He's looked like the best quarterback in that building. Take a look at this, folks. This is what the schedule is going to look like. We have to take care of Tampa Bay because if we don't, the Jets' defense is that good, and they were missing some players last week. And they had, excuse me, last week they had a bye. The week before, they're missing some players. Huge win against the Eagles. And the Eagles just took down the Dolphins. So what do you think the Jets are going to do to the Giants? Exactly. I know it's any given Sunday, but there's a great chance that the Jets bring it to the Giants. Chalk that up as a win. The Dolphins, on the other hand, they're about to get their dub. They're playing the Patriots. Chances are they take that game. Where does it leave the Bills? Holding our nuts in our hands. <laughs> we can't, man. We got to let them things drop instead of holding tucked in. Right now, we're sitting with our, with our nutsack tucked all the way in, man. Where is it? Drop them suckers, man. Sorry if there's some females in the in the room. I apologize. That's a little too uh too much. But there comes a time, man. Like, listen, <laughs> we gotta we listen, we gotta look look the bills. I'm sure they're looking at themselves right now in the mirror. They're looking at themselves right now in the mirror. And reality check. Y'all gotta wake up. It's just that it's just it's just that simple. You gotta wake up. And furthermore, furthermore. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say this because it's so funny. You know, some things, some things happen, and uh, in your day, and it's just it reminds you of something, and it makes you think of of a scenario or a video or a music, a, excuse me, a song or a music video. Something just happened, right? And I'm thinking about this this season, and I'm thinking about how uh, the the Bills have been playing this year. Offense, defense, the whole, the whole nine, right? And uh, hold on, folks, I got to make sure that uh, everybody's got their their links. Oh, my man didn't have his link yet. I'm trying to get my man. Uh, I'm trying to get my guy, the thigh doc, onto here, and uh, the LinkedIn sent. So, pardon me while I try to send this link to my guy because I got to get him on the show. But anyways, as I as I do this, folks, as I do this. I'm sitting there talking to my wife and and uh and my uh my son we're trying to you know get him to say his words and so on and so forth and uh when he's stuck we're trying to say like help you know what I'm saying so and he'll say help help you know what I'm saying he's saying help help and as he's saying that and I'm like you know I'm always in my mind talking about like, thinking of bills and all that stuff and I think of, I think of the bills way too damn much sometimes right I think we're all in that same position but anyway nonetheless he says help. And uh, she's telling me a story that, oh, he got stuck and he needed help. And I was like, man, you know who needs help? The defense. The, de- the Bills defense has been needing help from this offense the last three weeks. If you, if you think about it, 
you go up against the Jaguars game, they hold it down. They try to keep the game intact and in close enough, and they do. They turn the ball over. They give the ball back to the offense, and the offense just wasn't doing anything, right? You go to the Giants game. They hold the Giants to damn near nine points this whole time. Nine points. The defense, although depleted and injured and, and beat up, they're doing their job. They're doing their job as best they can with the, the all-pro corner gone, all-pro linebacker gone. The DQ was playing out of his mind this year. He's gone. Ed Oliver wasn't here last week. Like, like we're depleted on defense, right? We're, we're playing with a seventh-round draft pick at corner. We're playing with another sixth-round draft pick at corner. We got safeties that are, you know what I mean, long, a little bit longer in the tooth, and we're still doing good things on defense. And then, and I bring this up because the defense has got to be saying, help me. And then it got me thinking. I remember Kevin Hart one day was doing a stand-up, and he was talking about his boy living him out to dry, and he's saying, help me. And I was like, you know what? This is apropos. The Bills' defense right now, is Kevin Hart explaining that he needs help from the off. I'm looking at you, and I'm not blinking if I'm like this. That's a goddamn sign. That means the bitch got to drop on us. My back is against the wall. This is not a test. It's the real deal. Help me. Help me. Nigga. Help me. Defense right now. Nigga. Help me. I'm trying to do everything I can. I'm, I'm, I'm peeing out, punching footballs. I'm giving y'all the football back. We tired, bro. We need points. We need the Bills that put up 30, 35 points. For, we need that. We need the first, you know what I mean, four weeks of the Bills to, to, to come alive. Because we are going to get tired at one point, and we're, we're going to rely on this offense. And this offense has not done what they're supposed to do. We're too high-powered for us to be sitting here bullshitting. If you guys agree, smash that like. Throw a little thumbs up in the chat. Because these brothers are saying, help me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jordan Poyer is saying, Ed Oliver's like, fam. Josh is sitting there on the sideline. Even Stefan Diggs tried to, tried to tell him, help. Me in the Bengals game. Remember? <laughs> we all saw it. He was probably saying, help me. Stefan Diggs, wide ass open. He ain't known for being a 4-3 guy. He's not. But he gets himself wide open, and we missing these easy ass shots. Fam, help me. Anyway, I didn't want to get into such a rant this early, but this might be the kind of show we're going to get into. Now, we need to talk about some injuries because, like I said, we are beat up in the injury department. We're beat up in that department. And uh, there's, there's, there's only one guy I, can, I trust that can feed me the information that I need. So all he has to do is give me a thumbs up and tell me he's ready to go. All right? You guys already know what it is, man. On a weekly basis, the thigh doc always comes through and handles business and answers questions that we may have. So if you guys have your questions, hashtag it right now, thigh doctor, and then ask your question.
ladies and gentlemen, my guy, Mr. Lucci himself, the thigh doc. What's good? Talk to me. We got things to talk about, baby. We got things to talk about. First of all, how was the week that was? How did you enjoy the game or how did you not enjoy the game? Talk to me about that before we get into the injury talk. The game was tough. The game was tough. So uh, a day game like that on the weekend, you know, I'm watching it with my son. He's seven. Um, He gets, you know, he likes the bills, but I feel like, you know, we live downstate here. He's not like swallowed up with bills fans. So he doesn't like get it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, it's dad's thing. So he always gets like a little, uh, a little annoyed that I'm yelling at the TV. So trying to be better with that. And he, and he doesn't understand why is dad so angry? (laughs) No, no, I don't get angry, but it's like, uh, you know, late in the game, uh, you know, how we got that fumble. Yeah. Oh, I get the I get the yips. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. you know, right. and then he's like, oh, he gets startled. And he's like, you said you weren't going to yell at this game. I was like, yeah, that wasn't a yell. That was a you cheer. I think it's uh, I'm, I can't wait till I mean, my, my girls watch with me and uh, they're in and out of the game. My wife watches with me. I just can't wait till my son. I finally have my my boy. So we'll be getting there. We're not there yet, but yeah. I get it. I can totally see him. going, whoa, what's going on? But I get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, listen, you need to make feel you need to make fans feel good. And uh, <clears throat> let's start with Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox yeah. uh, is out. He's got to have surgery on the wrist. Uh, what's the details? Give us the details. What do we need to know? How long is he going to be out? And uh, how, how does this affect us going forward? It's, great que- it's a great question, Rico. Um, rarely does a guy <clears throat> have such a, a injury that he can play a couple weeks and then decides, you know what? We just got to get this fixed. Um I don't really know what's wrong with his wrist. Sometimes they do miss this injury called the scaphoid. It's a small bone near the thumb. He was seen with a splint that did cover his thumb a little bit. It's possible. Um, he might have a, a ligament, right? Uh, Games keeper thumb. Sometimes your thumb gets pulled back. It. Um, if it's if it's soft tissue or, or like a scaphoid, I mean, that's at least six weeks, though, um, which is not good. However, I was thinking maybe, you know, Maybe he's got like a loose body in the wrist. Do you understand? Like a little cartilage kind of like clipped off and it's getting okay. stuck in the joint. So okay. he like tried to play through it, realized it wasn't. And then they're just like, you know what? Kincaid's back. Clean it up. That can take two weeks. So okay. I think it's really going to depend if he goes on the IR. If it's on the IR, we're looking at something that's at least six weeks. If he stays off the IR, look for him to come back in about two weeks. Well, I'll tell you this, man. Uh, this has been a long time coming and it feels like a long time coming because we just haven't had and I and nothing to take away from Dawson Knox because I think in what they've asked him to do and what he's capable of doing, he's done what he's he's able to do, right? And maybe there's limitations. And this is why we brought in Kincaid. And do you think it's it's time? And I mean I have my answers, but do you think it's time that we it's time that you know what? The transition, this is a proper transition. Give him the keys. That's it. The keys belong to Kincaid. It's the Kincaid show going forward. The man had eight receptions off of eight targets last, last week for over 70 yards. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Correct. Um, yeah, no. I, Dawson's like a different type of tight end, though. So I think it depends on what they're trying to do. Obviously, you know, I don't want to get too deep about the team right now because we're kind of yeah. talking injuries but right. it seems like philosophically there's like a little tug and war right now like i feel like Diggs, allen gabe davis probably want to air that sucker out whereas you know mcdermott maybe possibly probably talking to dorsey saying i want to slow this down make sure we got the run game going keep things tight tight and easy 
Yep. Um, I don't know. So Dawson did well two years ago. So I don't understand why he's not getting these deep crossing routes, leak out stuff where they kind of, you know, he's he's the guy they're throwing it to. They're, they're like scripting it up for him. Yes, they are. I don't are. know what's up with him. But obviously his wrist is definitely bothering him. I mean, if he's in a splint between games, I mean, it's not good. Early in the game, I did notice that it was like on the first – obviously not the first play, but that second series, uh, he, he went back to the huddle. He was like shaking out his wrist. So yep. definitely wasn't right. Um, I don't think it's an excuse why he dropped that ball that he did. He, he got popped when he, he didn't well, he see got rocked, He got hit hard. Yeah. yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, like I think it's more about blocking for him with the wrist than just yep. catching the ball. Um, and obviously it wasn't he wasn't able to get it done. So – We'll see what happens with his uh, injury. But, yeah, it's a little bit unknown, and it's kind of weird that he was able to play, and, and now they're deciding to, to get it fixed. That's why I think it's just a cleanup. I don't think he would have a broken bone, and they're just like, hey, just play through. Play two weeks in it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think it wouldn't really make sense. Yeah. All right, let's get into something a little more controversial, um, and that's our guy Josh Allen. And yeah. I say controversial because the offense hasn't been the same. The offense is not looking good. The offense is out of sync, disjointed, in turmoil, whatever whatever you want, whatever terminology you want to use and whatever word you want to use for this offense. But we have to look at Josh and his shoulder. And we know that he's got that potential AC, AC injury that he's been dealing with and trying to cope with it as he plays in these NFL games, this, this, this violent and physical game. But last week, he dove. For a first, I mean, not even for a first down. I don't think it was a first down, but he dove ahead to, to get extra yardage. And yeah. as he's rolling and, and just coming, coming, settling, you can see him grab for the shoulder once again. Yeah. So you, how much, I mean, how much pain? I, I didn't I didn't have the clip. I wanted to show the clip. So it's all see. good. You yeah, because yeah. I did. I got a good slow-mo of that one. Let me, you know, I, it? If I can try to add it, I will. But uh, talk to me about that injury. And is it really... Is it a problem? It's going to be a problem for a couple of weeks, at, mm. at minimum. The Bengals game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're in a short week now, so I'm sure it's still sore. I mean, he probably didn't feel right until Friday before the game last week. So basically, Rico, the whole thing is, is that it's a little joint in the top of your shoulder. It hurts when you bring your arm up like this, okay? And that's a throwing okay. motion. Okay. So when he when he fell down on his side in the Giants game, he sprained the joint. He kind of like. You know, two bones sticking together, popped yep. it up a little bit. It's obviously not too bad, right? But it's painful. I'm actually working through an AC joint sprain right now, just from just from lifting weights. But that's what happens when you get close to forty. So we get there. Um, yeah. So here's the deal. So if he if he falls on his shoulder, it's going to irritate it. So early in the game, second series, he's scrambling up the middle. He gets tripped up. He didn't get like driven down. He just got tripped up. Went for extra yardage. You could tell he's got a good knack of awareness to protect mm -hmm. his body, though. And I, I wrote an article about that a couple of years ago. It's almost like a, a trait of him. He knows how to, if a guy's taken out his leg, he knows how to kick his leg at the last second. He knows how to flip over these guys to avoid that hit to the knee that's going to, you know, be catastrophic. He's, he's got some nimbleness to him. So he's reaching for the ball, reaching the ball for some extra yardage, and then he, like, tucks and rolls. And he's yep. trying to land on his back. You could tell exactly what he's doing. He's trying to not land on his shoulder. Yes. But he does clip. He does clip the side of it. He roll. He slides on the on the turf, and then you see his hand like come up here, like ah, that hurt. 
Now, that was in the first quarter. So, obviously, it hurts for a little bit. It calms down. I mean, these guys have, like, Novocaine shots they can give them if they want. Um, are you pulling it up? I'm going to try to play the video for folks so they can see. Yeah, uh, it'd exactly be nicer if you guys can see it. It makes more sense. Open that page up. I don't know if you guys can see it properly here. Uh, let me just share looking, my page. It's looking pretty close. Yeah. Okay. So this this is what you guys want to see. I want to show you guys uh, what Alex is is referring to as Josh slides. Right. You can see the slow mo and look at him grab that. Right. Just play oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Is it playing now? Can you see that? It is. Yeah. So it gives you an idea. So listen. There at, it is. The end of the, there it is. So. At the end of the day, you see him roll over and then and then immediately grabs it, but doesn't get up right away. So, and a yeah. lot of people are going to say he's hurt. That's why this offense isn't playing the way it's supposed to. So we have to give him some grace and give this offense some grace. And we totally get it. We totally get it. And it's not like we don't know that he's he's injured. We know that he's got a banged up shoulder, but he's playing through it like any tough quarterback should be. Should we be giving yeah. him grace uh, in in this whole situation and are we are we being too harsh on Allen and his offense knowing full well that he's dealing with a shoulder injury and at that that's what is that is it's his right shoulder it's his throwing shoulder there you go 100 percent um so you want to know what i think about it i think i I don't think it's a i don't think it's a bad spring okay it's we're talking like a grade one here but it's irritable so when he takes a hit like this that's couple things here when he takes a hit like this it's going to hurt but it's going to cool off in a little bit and it's mm-hmm. going to kind of feel back to where it was unless he like really gets driven into the dirt with like a d lineman on top of him uh right. and then he could sprain it further and now we're really in trouble um anthony richardson the quarterback from the colts has the same injury but he has it on a grade three okay That's so his yeah so his his clavicle and his shoulder blade they like disjointed it's called a separated shoulder yep. so it's popped up so high mechanically he's screwed so they had to you know do a ligament reconstruction there to to get it there and now he's out for the year um is he at, is alan at risk for that happening if he gets pile driven into the turf he is of course he okay. is so but you know um so a couple things about the injury right do we have to give him a break kind of so if you see some passes that are like a little off target it might be a shoulder it was a windy game too, though. So, you know, I don't know which ones was wind, which ones was, you know, the shoulder bothering them. Yep. Um, but the team's going to have to play him differently. So don't expect them to be r- running this dude anytime soon with, uh, you know, design runs, at least at least to the Bengals game. And I think that would still be pushing it um, maybe after the bye week. Um, and then the third thing is I don't think we can give him a total break here because obviously it's good enough to make quite a bit of throws. Yep. His mental is what's screwing us right now. So mm. that's the whole debate. Is it Dorsey's making things too complicated? And it's like, I keep ta- telling you about this. It's like, is is the offense like so weird that he's having trouble with progressions? And if that's the case, then the OC's got to make it easy for him and let him play. Or is it easy and Allen's just got his head up his ass? I don't know. Well, I can't I'll tell. tell. I'll tell you what I do know. I mean, actually, I don't know, but this is my opinion. <laughs> and my opinion is this, man. Uh, Allen is does have his head stuck up his ass. And right now he he needs he needs help pulling it out and and shaking it and giving him and get his give his head a shake and and get back to what you know how to do. Now, 
other thing is, and what I'm understanding is, and I got to play this clip while everybody's here and uh, we can hear because there, there's some there's sometimes you got to read between the lines. Uh, you know, when someone's saying something to you, you you, you got to be you got to be an active listener and listen to Ken Dorsey and uh, Matt Perino. My, my guy, Matt Perino, asked him a question in regards to how much influence and how much uh, how much of a thumb does McDermott have? on the offensive game plan and check this out. And you guys let me know what you think. And I, and then and my friend Alex and I can kind of dissect and talk. I'm, and I'm curious, what's the dynamic of, I don't want to say your relationship, but in terms of game planning, how much is he involved and what's the kind of cadence throughout the week? Um, yeah. I mean, definitely uh, uh, has some, uh, some input and, and uh, you know, is, is, is definitely, um, you know, has, has a philosophical uh, idea of, of what he wants. And, you know, that's something that uh, uh, continues to blend in with our offense. So, you know, he's, he's obviously got a great mind for the game and, and um, you know, as a, as a defense coach in this league a long time, an understanding on how to attack defenses. So um, it's something that, uh, that we continue to blend in with offense. All right. Yeah. So, I, I put in I put in three key key elements that I took from that. I'll let I'll start. I'll let you start. And what you took from that uh, little clip of Ken Dorsey referring to uh, obviously answering the question from Matt, Matt Perino and uh, of the influence that Coach McDermott has on this offense. Yeah. So obviously that was a nice way of saying McDermott's kind of telling him what he wants. Interesting. Go on. Yeah. Tell me more. It is. I'm gonna jump into no. it too. All right, but a quick timeout on this. All right. Now we've gotten we've gotten to the playoffs three years in a row. Yes. Right. Now two of those losses came at Kansas City. It was fair weather games. The Bills think they're a powerhouse. They think they're they're built to maybe host in the playoffs more often. Mm -hmm. You saw a snow game. You saw a nasty weather game. And what did they try to do? Th throw it around the yard. And what were you not going to be able to do? throw it around the yard because it was slippery and, and it was the weather sucked. So it's actually not a terrible idea to have an offense that can dink and dunk and efficiently move down the field the way the Bengals did on us in the playoff game. I get it. And that's probably where this is coming from. At, but at the end of the day, like, is that our best ball? It's not. But is there a way that you can mesh, you know, I don't know, early in the year, use what you got and then really start to throttle down when the weather gets tight. But I get it. It's a philosophy thing. He probably wants this like hammered down early in the year. So it's efficient later in the year. That's my uh, devil's advocate for, for McDermott on that. Okay. Fair. If this team, yeah, if this team's like run and shoot built for a dome uh, and we're hosting a playoff game in the snow, the defense has had trouble in the playoffs. They get run, run over. And then the offense can't play their best ball. And we get, we get screwed like the Bengals game. So I think that's kind of where it came from. Also, it's, you know, I guess it's more efficient. I mean, you see some of the stats, like it, the, the stats look good. It's almost like comedy. It's like very billsy how these past few games have gone. There's been some good plays here and there. And then it's like, oh my God, shot yourself in the foot in the last, the, the worst opportune times. It's like a comedy of errors. Um, hopefully this kind of balances out and they just get hot and they go on a, a nice stretch here. And um, but I'm concerned. But we'll see As we should, this, is, this is the yeah. point where people were asking, should you be concerned? Should you be concerned? And a lot of times we're like, nah, we're good, man. It's only week four straight. Oh, it's only week five, guys. It's all right, guys. 
it's only six games into the season. We're going to get it together. Now we're going, let me, yeah. we're, we're past that now. It, it's time to get yeah. together. We're going to it now, right? So here's what I took from that, that little clip, right? And uh, he's obviously, he's like my head coach and any head coach should always have input in all game plans going forward, special teams, offense, defense. So it's not unheard of for a head coach to have some input in the offense and what I want this offense to kind of look like, right? That's one, that's number one. So to me, I got no problems with that. Then he says he's got some philosophical philosophical ways or things that he wants done in this offense. So this is where, not that I have an issue with it, but this is where Dorsey has to in, initiate and integrate his philosophies into his offense, but that's still your offense at the end of the day. So if his philosophy is to bang it out and run that football and establish a toughness, that's your job as an offensive coordinator to figure out how you're going to do it. So to me, I'm not saying he's putting blame on Dorsey, but excuse me, on, on coach, but now you're now putting in question. People are like, see, I told you it's McDermott. McDermott's what I was ruining this thing. Cause this thing was on fire. You mean the last couple of years, and now he wants to put his thumb in this thing and look what this offense offense has been some shit. Third thing, he wants to blend in, and a lot of the blending in is McDermott's personality. And McDermott is not no fiery coach. He ain't going. He ain't going to joke around with you like like a lot of these other coaches that do. Like McDaniel's is like a dry sense of humor type of guy. McDermott ain't that dude. He's just cut and dry. This is what it is, and that's what it is. So this is on Dorsey to door for Dorsey to figure this out. Now, on the flip side. McDermott has been, like you said, three years. We've been an awesome offense. But when we when it comes down to it, at the end of the season and in the playoffs, we're, we're not as efficient because we become one-dimensional. And we get pissed off at that. Why can't we run the ball? Look at Mixon. Mixon ran for 164 yards. So McDermott's like, you know what? Now I'm going to put myself in this because right now I've let you guys do it. Now it's my turn to kind of tell you how I want you. Now it's your ter- your job as offense coordinator to figure it out. And Dorsey right now has no sense of creativity. He ain't helping out, and Allen's not helping him by not executing. So this is a whole big old mess that they got to wake their asses up, and everybody's got to come to the table and figure out how we're going to do this shit. Because right now, you let three or more, three or more games like this happen, it's a wrap. We ain't going nowhere. We're going to talk about, hey, where are we drafting, 15th? We drafted 14th or what? Where are we at? We ain't, we're not trying to talk draft right now. There's a lot of teams talking draft right now. Right. Just a couple days, just a few days ago, I was talking to a Patriots content creator, Master at Work. He was talking about Caleb Williams this, Caleb Williams that. Yo, we're not in, in draft talk right now. We're trying to make the damn playoffs, but we keep playing like this. It's going to happen. Now, that's a whole, that's a that's a ball game for them to figure out. They're going to have to hash it out and figure things out because, and you got to do it quick because you, you're you're facing Baker Mayfield, the same quarterback that was in the same draft class as you, and you cannot let Baker Mayfield outshine yeah, you right. in that damn game. You can't. You absolutely can't, especially because there was rumors that you would have went number one or number two. So, that's a whole nother ball game. Now let's get on to the defensive side of the ball because Ed Oliver toe injury is it turf toe? What's going on with Ed? Yeah, they didn't say, but I would assume it is turf toe. Turf toe. I've had turf toe. Yeah. Have you ever had turf toe? I I have turf toe. Now I have awesome. a, a rigid toe. You have a rigid toe? Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, you, you sprain go. it real bad, and then it gets stiff, and then no, you know, now it doesn't bend back. So like, I'll try to be doing lunges. I can't put the one foot behind me. I gotta put my shin up on on something. And you, you can't do things the way you want to do things. So he had a week off. Is a week off enough for us to yeah. get him back? Yeah, it is. It is. The average returns like like you know ten to fourteen days if it's mild, which I would assume yep. it is because he finished a game with eighty seven percent of the snaps. Unless he really heard it on the second to last snap because he wasn't on the play for the last snap. I don't know. Um, I- but 
Um, turf toe sucks and it could get easily aggravated. Okay. Yep. And it's very touchy and he's got to, it's going to hurt when he pushes off or yep. he's like getting drive blocked and he's trying to fight back. So this is not an ideal injury. This is similar to, I put it in the category with like a calf injury where, you know, they're very touchy, but you know, you feel good, but you can re-sprain it real easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how this goes. I'm not happy about that one. Um, Phillips has a back injury uh, in the overtime. He was chasing down Stevenson on the 33 yard run. Uh-huh. He, had, he, he another diving play like he did against Mac Jones. And he absolutely, I don't know what a 30 pound guy is sitting here. That yeah. with your fat ass. What you doing? You ain't getting nowhere. He dove. He tweaked, tweaked his back again. Oh. He, he's probably going to play and he's probably going to be like a little ginger and don't, don't be surprised if he comes off the field and it hurts him again. Um, I'd be shocked if he like just showed out and just kicked ass. Um, I think Ed does suit up though. I think that was part of the reason why he didn't play this past week. He's probably close. He was out there for stretching, looked fine, was wearing cleats. Um, but I'm just more worried about like re-injury with that. Um, and that doesn't mean if he sits out another month, Rico, that it can't get retweaked. So I think they're just going to roll with it. You could tape it up. You could limit how much it gets kind of pulled back, but it's, it's going to affect him. Uh, my man Ronald says that the offense has turf brain. Is there any uh, remedy for turf brain? Yeah. What's the remedy? Thigh it up. <laughs> Thigh it up. Listen, I got one more one more injury concern that I need to talk to uh, you about, and that's uh, Von Miller. Von Miller only yeah. played six snaps. Six snaps. And yeah. it's, it's quite puzzling because you're on a pitch count, we know. And if you're going to be on a pitch count, those six snaps – I would have probably loved it in the fourth quarter. And we that wasn't get- the Rico. That wasn't the, he definitely tweaked his knee. Talk to me. This is why you are the thigh dog. Yeah. Okay. This. So he goes, he goes 20 snaps game one, 27 yep. game two. You're yep. looking at 30 game three. He was chasing down. I got the clip too, if you want to find it, but yep. um, Look. He's, he's been in the corner. Now he's got an ACL on the right. And when you bend to that side, it's, more difficult than when it's on your outside leg because all your weight's kind of shifting on it. He's got the history of the meniscus. He had the lateral meniscus when he tore this ACL. Right. So he's, he's been in the corner and then he kind of like gets around the corner. I thought maybe that's when he would have twisted on it, but then he's diving for Mac Jones and he, his leg, Tim Settle falls on the outside of his leg while his kind of toe gets planted. Okay. It looks like a pseudo mild MCL possibly meniscus type injury, uh, but he got up limping that he had to stay on because they ran the hurry up for two more plays. And then he didn't see yeah. the field after that. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> now that clip right yeah, now, now talk about it. Yeah. There, see how the toes stuck in the, in the turf. Yes. I don't know if you could zoom in just a little bit, but the, yeah, the toe gets crazy. stuck there. <laughs> and then he gets kind of bent inward uh, with Tim settle hitting him on the outside there. See, this is, this yeah. is the challenge that I have. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing, man. This is the challenge that I have with these guys, man. Because like, they come back, and I know they want to come back and and do well and show us what they got. And but did he come back too soon? No, no. The, this if this is what I think it is, like a mm-hmm. little sprain of the knee slash irritation of his like meniscal area. It's bad luck he got hit like that. You guys that okay? Yeah, it's bad luck he he took a hit like this. Oof. But yep. It could happen to anyone. That doesn't mean that it's because of the ACL. But the fact that he has so much damage in the knee already, meniscus, ACL two times, 
his cartilage is wearing out. Okay. So a little, a little tweak like that on a 24 year old, he shakes it off. He comes back in the second half. He's got like, he's got like a 50 year old knee right now. Okay. I, I try to make an analogy to someone. Von's late in his career. He's 33. He's already had an ACL. That knee is like a car. It's got 125,000 miles on it. Okay. That's quite a bit, right? But it's still serviceable. It's a nice car. It still runs pretty well. That ACL just added 75K to that engine. Now he's got 200,000 miles. So shit's going to break down. Okay. So I'm I'm worried about him. Um, He's so optimistic though, when he he's in interviews, it's tough to get a read on this guy. It's like, oh, I'm gonna have the best week week I, I've had, except he's been limited in practice for two weeks, and I'm not even totally sold that he's gonna be playing this Sunday or Thursday. So we'll see. I, I, I listen. I would probably, I'd probably say the same thing. I don't think he's gonna be playing. And by the way, for those that are Canadians, and uh, we don't do by, we don't go by miles on cars. We go by kilometers, oh, and yeah, that's you get that's, it. That's 320 kilometers, folks. That's a lot. That's a lot of yeah. that's a lot of kilometers on a on a on a knee right now. If uh, if yeah. that's if we're gonna use the analogy. Uh, no, I hate I'm, you guys. I'm seeing some comments here. It's yep. he's not packing his pockets. This guy was awesome last year. It was a good investment, but it came with a risk because he was 33. He unfortunately got probably one of the worst injuries, another ACL to the same knee. It yep. sucks. It is what it is. He worked his ass off. He's coming back. He, he had an interview today, which I listened to specifically. Okay. And he's like, you know. Back when I was like 24, I tore my ACL. I came back in 10 months, and I'm thinking about it now like, holy shit, I didn't think anything of it, but that was pretty crazy because now I'm trying to get back, and stuff keeps happening. Well, that's that's what getting old is. <laughs> Come on. So he's he's obviously – he's a, you know, he's – how should I put this? He's a 40-year-old in a 23-year-old's brain, okay? He thinks he's yeah. invincible still. He doesn't realize that it's it, this stuff's going to happen. He's re- he's finding it out real time. Um, well, you know what? Fortunate, but this does not mean that he's he's totally damaged goods. Rico, he's probably got another year or two left. He might be even better next year, yep. but this doesn't mean he can't round into effective form late in the year. He could get that brace off kind of around like late December, January, starts bending the corner again. I see him playing. He's he's still got the the handwork. He's still getting around the edge. He's just slow doing it. Just slow. And and I would just like to see him rush on the right. The, when he's rushing on the left, it looks it looks like he's in molasses. It's it's pretty ugly. Um, he's just not there. I think they brought him back too early, and I think they did because they wanted to do him a favor so he could fucking play in London, which is absolutely ridiculous. So I mean, he could have just went for the London and just for London, just to hang out. He didn't have to come back and play like. He had to make it about a bucket list thing. And I think with Groot out, they were just like, all right, let's do it. So what do you um, do with this car? What do you do with this car? You put up for sale? You no. put the car up for sale? I mean, listen, it's got mileage on no, you're it. Stu- you're stuck with this. You're you already paid ride, for it. ride this into the ground or what? <laughs> you ride this into the ground. You absolutely do. Um, yeah, and you just got to hope, like, uh, you, you put some better gas in it and it's going to run better. We so, need some premium gas. We're probably going to get some new tires on there because I mean, winter season's coming around, so we got to get your winter tire, yeah. tires on. I know you work too much, but y'all should put your winter tires on. Um, yeah, that's a that. Listen, we got some banged up bills, man, and yeah. that's why I feel that this offense, this that's offense needs to help this defense. Defense, defense looks like shit. Help me, help me, offense. You guys are all the way healthy. We're banged up over here, and y'all the ones struggling. Nah, man, y'all, y'all got Y'all got to get it together, man. Y'all got to get together. And that's what it comes down to. Uh, listen, before you get out of here, bro. Um, you, think, wait, you think Alan proposed to Haley and she said no? 
Uh, you want to get into that, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know what? My 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 cousin sometimes when she'll tease me and she'll say, you know what? You're a messy bitch. And right now, right now you being a messy bitch by asking me about no, no <laughs> asking about no damn engagement. Well, so I'll tell you, not right with him. I'll tell you this much. My wife said the other day, she's like, you know what? That's what you get for breaking up with your girl. Either we, we didn't have these issues when you were Brit Brit. That's right. Brit had you right. <laughs> so now you got yourself a new a new a new girl. We just gotta. He's just gotta adjust. He's gotta adjust to the new girl. He's gotta adjust to this 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 funk that he's in. And once he gets out of this funk, and we get it together, this this offense has the potential to be fucking nasty. It's just we're just not on the same page, man. We're not. It's got it's got some good numbers here. If they stop shooting themselves in the foot, execute some more plays, it'll go. I just um, I'm I'm. <laughs> I, I hate. We're not getting any explosive plays though. Like, that's obvious. I think that's, like, the most alarming thing. The plays over 20 yards. We used to live on that that crap. You know what I mean? Even if we're having a bad game. Hit some big bangers, score a touchdown. I think we have two big plays in three weeks. It's wild. Well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. <clears throat> I got to get this. I got to get this. And I've said this before. I'm going to say it again because it's just so damn clear. They know what Allen can do. We can let you go off, Allen. We we can do that. You can go off the script because you seem to like to go off the script. But we've got to rein you in. You can't go off the script. We're trying to save you for your career. So when you're 32, 33, when you just can't go off the script the way you can, you will be. You'll now know how to stay in the pocket, not have to take off and go yeah. there. And right now he's like a pop bottle, and we that pop bottle shake. It's all the way shaking, and he's just trying to take the top off so he can just go. But they're like, nah, bro. You gotta sit and settle, and you gotta look for your you gotta look for your your spaces. And the guy's so wild and ready to go wild, but he's not seeing what's in front of him. And there's open freaking receivers in front of him, and he's just straight up not even looking their way. And I got a, I got a feeling, Rico. They're not letting him run, and he wants these he wants these big plays. They're not gonna let him run right now. He knows that, yep. so he's not taking these hot routes because he knows they're boring. He thinks if I could just pump fake this guy and get out of this this free blitzer, I'm gonna get my big play opened up. And I'm pretty sure that's what's going through his head right now because it's yeah. happened a bunch of times the last two weeks. But defenses are not stupid, man. Like offensive coordinators these days, they're a new age offensive coordinator. They're not old school offensive coordinators, man. They're in the analytics. They're looking at what you do. Hey, if he don't like his first read, guess what? He's running out of the pocket, going to the right. Get on his ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Safeties roll over. He likes to throw back shoulder. Be ready for that. Like, you don't think that they know that? We as fans watch this shit and we know that, man. Come he, on. Now. He wants he wants the old thing back. He 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 got a taste of greatness. And now the old thing they've back. changed. And he's gotta he's gotta play a different way now. Yeah, Things will open up if he could just consistently do the right thing. Teams will have to sell out on shit and stuff's gonna open up. Um someone just gotta gotta make it happen. Got to make it happen, man. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Thigh Doc. Thigh Doc came through and uh, and dropped some knowledge on us. Uh, and it's actually really good to know about uh, Von Miller. So when do you anticipate Von Miller potentially getting back to his 20, 25, 20, 30 snaps? 20, 25, 30? Yeah. Well, he was already at 27 the week before. Exactly. But then he went you down. The when can we get him back up to 20 again? 2025. <laughs> Could be this week, could be next week. It depends what really happened with his knee there. Um, if it's yeah. just a simple tweak and it got sore, or they got spooked, like, hey, something happened, let's shut it down, and he felt yep. great the next day. I, you never know with these things. Um, anything can happen, but just based on what I saw, it looked like he tweaked it. Um, 
I don't know. I would say by the Bengals game, we should be looking at 35 snaps. That's what I would expect. So let's get it. Let's get it. Well, I appreciate that. week, So we'll see how this goes. I'm not going to thigh it up tonight. Oh, you son of a bitch. Why not? Because I'm having issues with the, with the audio. I was Uh, fooling around with it before I got at, but is there a way, is there a way that I can help you out with with something? Um, well, no, you know what? We'll save, we'll save it for next week. I want you to be healthy because you're you're dealing with some turf toe probably, and we want you to be healthy. You'll be straight. You'll be all right. We'll let's do this. Mix next it, week. mix it up. See what happens. <laughs> we'll mix it up. All right, bosses. Right. Appreciate you. Uh, Always a pleasure, Rico. Tune into my guy Thad Doc. Everything's on Twitter. Uh, that's my guy, man. We love you, man. Actually, Peace. yo, do you want do you want to do it? Uh, we don't thigh dance. We two step. That's oh, right. God. That's right. Good day, sir. Good day to you. Winter. I'll see you. <laughs> All right, man. Nice try. You try to get me to the side. You think I'm going to sit here and go, nah, we don't do that, man. We just two-stepping it. We two-step. We stay in it, baby. We stay in that. And the Bills right now are not two-stepping. They're thigh dancing right now. And maybe too much thigh dancing. We need to get back to two-stepping. Now, folks, um, I had to get the injury chatter out the way. But the main the main reason we have in the show, and I'm going to be joined shortly uh, by my man Carl Jones, and we're going to talk about it. But, like, I got to get into this, man. I got to get into this. Because this offense is not looking the way it's supposed to be looking. And we don't have a damn excuse. Because I can sit there and be like, yo, but we don't have a franchise quarterback. That's why we're struggling. Wait, wrong. Wait a minute. We do. Yeah, but you know what? A franchise quarterback needs his weapons. He needs an elite receiver. Oh, wait a minute. We traded for one. We got that. Yeah, but you know what? A quarterback needs a freaking safety blanket. Because when this when the number one receiver is taken away, what is he going to go to? Oh, that's right. We got Kincaid. Yeah, but we got a banged up offensive line. Have you not? Oh, wait a minute. Nobody's been banged up on the offensive line. Yeah, but you know what we're missing? We're missing a run game. We don't have a running back. We don't have this. Oh, no, we do. James Cook. Remember the guys that you guys love and adore? James Cook's in the backfield. So what is the excuse? There isn't any. It means get your shit together offense. Period. Point. Blank. Nothing to it. And right now, the Bucks just took an L, and they're look. They want that division in the South because the South is is doable. They're number one in the South. They want to they want to maintain being number one in the South, and they're not going to let the Bills come through and try to mess that up for them. So they're going to be all over, folks. They're going to be all over it. So this is one of those games that these boys need to come in and handle business. And I'm not talking about. I mean, I, I we want to win for sure, but there's got to be a convincing win. Deku Harrell says, yo, I don't want to hear about injuries. Every team has the injuries. Every team, I don't want to hear that excuse this year. Fam, injuries happen. You're right. But we don't have any on the offensive side of the ball. That's what I'm trying to say is there should be no damn excuses. We just aren't playing well. We suck right now on the offensive side. We're not getting it together. And if I'm Kalusha Kier and I'm Deontay Hardy and I'm Trent Sherfield, I'm pissed off because I'm like, dude, I'm wide open, man. I didn't, I didn't run all these damn routes all offseason for me to sit here and get wide open. And you just you just want to go to 14. At one point, 14 is going to be like, yo, I know you want to hit me, bro, but you got to get these underneath cats. You got to get these underneath cats, man. They're right there. Like, I was, I don't know, I, I was watching some film and uh, on Twitter, and some guy, somebody broke it down. I don't know who it was that broke it down. But, of, like, there's a free, if you're, if you're going to change things at the line, and I'm no X's and O's guy, but I know a little bit. And you know who your free open guy is, and the chances are he's coming. So 
if he's blitzing off the side, you got to replace. There's a replacement underneath him. Hot route, hit the hot. That's like that's that's one on one, man. You see a blitz coming, that means you got to get rid of the ball quick. So know where your hot routes are going to be. And if you have to make some adjustments and check at the line, Omaha, Omaha, do whatever you got to do. LeBron James, make that shit happen, baby. But that, that shit ain't going to fly, man. That ain't going to fly. And we got to get it together because we cannot go. We cannot afford to lose another game. We just can't. And all I got to get is get a thumbs up for my guy and we ready to roll. As soon as he gives me a thumbs up, give me a flex. You got a flex of you? Put those guns away, boy. You're going to hurt somebody, boy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduduce my oh, man, Carl Jones. What's up, Carl? How y'all doing? It's a little crowded today. I'm uh, back at work. Got the sports director, the go OG, Thad Brown behind me, and then uh, my coworker over here, Caleb, as well. How y'all doing tonight? We doing all right, brother. How'd the, how'd the soccer game go, man? It went well. You know, always uh, looking to see the kids. It's playoff time, baby. So, so semifinals, you know, the kids, they trying to get some glory. So, uh it was good to see them uh, shine a little bit. Pittsburgh, Sutherland for those in the Rock, uh, looking like they're gonna come out with a win on that one. I like it. Listen, as long as, as long as you're covering a dub, that's what we need to. So you know who needs a dub? The Buffalo Bills need a dub. <laughs> so we need to talk about these damn Bills, man. And let's 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 talk on the defensive side of all because you're you're a defensive you're a defensive guy. So this this team is screaming for help right now. They're screaming for help. And it's not like we're terrible. We're st- we've still been able to be competitive. We've still been able to, you know, see, control as much as we can the the narrative that like oh we're beat up and they're gonna just what? No, we've been still in it. But we need help from the offense side of the ball. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Fam, what's going on with this offense? What's up with Josh Allen? What's up with this offense, man? We need to talk about you in the you in the building. You see what's going on. You see the body language. Talk to me. Yeah, man. Uh, starting with the defensive side of the ball, like I told you a couple of weeks ago, that next man up stuff sounds really cool. Like it, it sounds does. it sounds great in the moment, but like, the stars get paid like stars for a reason. And they were obviously down another one in Ed Oliver this past weekend, and it really showed. Really, really showed. Um, I mean, the, kind of the Patriots kind of peppered the middle of the field with the tight ends, with some underneath stuff. And then obviously they just at times were really, really situational with how they ran the football, which um, the Bills just weren't able to get off the field, which I think is the issue that they've had on the defensive side of the ball. Not necessarily they've just been getting gashed to a certain extent. They just haven't been good situationally, which is kind of the name of the game in today's uh, NFL. And then obviously it doesn't take a, a wise guy to know that they're struggling big time on the other side of the ball, which you're going to need to um, – that unit is going to have to step up big time ASAP because the defensive side of the ball, I don't think it's going to be that elite unit that we probably saw in the first four weeks of the year, yep. just based off personnel. But that's where they're kind of laying, laying right now. And it hasn't looked good the past three weeks. Uh, I didn't get my, my professional office coordinator card uh, <laughs> in the mail. I'm still waiting for mine. Um, but when it gets here, I'm going to exercise that. I'm going to exercise that. And I got to say, man, it starts with 17. I'm going to go right to the offense. I'm not going to mince any words. It starts with 17. He knows that. But he said something today in his press conference. And I'm going to play the clip. And 
this is what I needed to hear from Josh. And maybe this is what turns things around. But we also know that he's a great talker because he said, I'm more focused than I've ever been. Bro, where the, where the focus at? I was about to cuss there. Where the focus at? Let me play this clip for folks so they understand what I'm talking Every about here. Every time we step on the field, we want to score. And, and um, maybe, you know, it comes down to me. Maybe I've been not enough of that, you know, on, on our team of saying, like, hey, like, we're going to get this done and this is how we're going to do it um, instead of, you know, let's let's play against the defense's strengths. But let's 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 figure out what our strengths are and play to those and make make the defense play to, to our strengths. And here's the thing. And. My man Pierre has been telling me this all the time. And he's like, yo, like, why are we adjusting to, to other teams? They should be adjusting to us. You need to stop us. And I get it. You got a game plan. You got to know who's who and who's what. But, like, adjust to us. We're the ones that got all the dogs on the squad. Like, what are we doing? What is it? Is it Dorsey? Is it Josh? It's never one thing. Like, never. Uh, even when situations appear to be just, like, one guy's fault. I think that's the beautiful thing about the game of football. It's really the ultimate team sport in every aspect of it, right? I know the quarterback gets all the love when they're doing great. I mean, all, all those player of the weeks, they say Josh Allen on them, right? They don't say uh -huh. nobody else's name. However, it's not just him who's out there playing well. And then on the flip side of that, when he's not playing well, when he's not seeing hot routes, when he's not um, executing, maybe he's off target with some throws. It's not just his fault. It's everything that kind of like in a big ecosystem, right, to make things, things work. I mean – where there's some, uh, there was a, there's a lot of clips going around today, obviously, with yeah. Josh Allen just missing a lot of hot routes, right? Oh, yeah. And, and that's obviously not good. Um, and then, but then also, you can say on, a, on a, another extent of that, though, that a lot of teams have kind of, on the defensive side of the ball, they get paid too. And they know that some of the maybe the easier outlets that off those hot routes. And I know as a defensive player, just because we, you know, you have a hot route, we, Sometimes we schemed up to knowing where you're going to go on the ball when we for blitz, sure, right? For sure. So that has something to do with it. Are there some schematic things that I, that haven't been pretty? Duh. Uh, <laughs> that, that it hasn't been at all. And I think right now they're stuck in this world of trying to create this identity, right? I mean, they've completely removed Josh Allen from the run game, which however you feel about that, they've done that. But that was such an integral part for who they've been over the past six years prior to this it's going to take a little bit of time to, to kind of, you know, get back to a flowing, humming offense. Um, it, it hasn't been pretty. The O-line wasn't great either. Pass pro, the running backs, uh, James Cook wasn't pretty either. Uh, it, it just was an all-around performance where it just led to scoring three points in the first half against the Patriots defense who was down many, many players. Too many players, if you will. So is it is it time to use the word, uh, the P word or the C word? Are you, are you familiar with those words? Uh, uh, panic and what's the other one? Concern, panic. Like, I need to press that button. Are we? Is it panic mode right now? Or do we have to drop another game before we get to panic mode? Or should we? does the panic come in right now? I think, I think there's varying degrees of that. I, I would say, me personally, I think there's too much talent on the offensive side of the ball for it to, be, to stay this way. I think they'll figure something out. Um, I think where the concern should lie is on the other side of the ball because it's at the end of the day, it's about the Jimmys and Joes. And right now they just don't have the Jimmys or the Joes to um, play at the level that they were playing before. Right. I don't mm -hmm. think that's so then they can be a good unit for sure. But I, I think that's where maybe some of the that that panic word that you're speaking of. I think that's where me personally, I think that's where I'm, I'm leaning towards. Listen, folks, listen, listen, by the way, uh, folks, if you guys are tuned in right now, I got my man Carl Jones uh, out 
he's in he's he's actually doing right what he does best right now and he's he's handling business out in the studio right now at news eight in, in the rock and uh you are on the rico port and here's the deal man this upcoming game is going to be a challenge you got a team that is that's they're fighting for something because they're number one it's not like they're tanking so they they've got something to fight for you got baker mayfield on the other side that's got his second opportunity third if you if someone want to call it third because he's with the rams for a little bit you can't drop this game to baker mayfield you absolutely cannot for a multitude of reasons at a he was in the same draft class as you b you've had more success than he has in the league and right now you're about to go toe-to-toe on his third opportunity and you're you're struggling right now this is where you need to pick things up you can't lose this one because we do we fall to the jets (laughs) We fall, yeah, we fall to the Jets, we fall to the Dolphins, and now we're in the hunt. My goodness, you've been around the players right now. You see, you're you're talking amongst your peers. Is it is it dire? I, I wouldn't say so. I mean, th- to be quite frank, this isn't the first time they've gone through a little bit of a lull. You know, it's a long year, too. It's a re- I mean, it's, it's October 24th, for goodness sakes, you know, and I know that, like, no one's happy. I mean, the players aren't. I mean, obviously, Bills Mafia is not. But uh, it's a long, long, long year. I mean, we're not even halfway through the year yet. We're, we're even at the, like, you know, so uh, the word dire, nah, like, I think the people only in dire situations right now are, like, Panthers fans. You know, they ain't got a first-round pick, and, they, and, they're, and they're struggling this year. Those are the fans who are dire right now. Max. But um, is it pretty? Nah, not, not at all. But uh, it, isn't that to, it's at a point where I think people should, you know, completely completely panic if you want to go there well the good the bad the ugly you know the drill and uh there were some good things and uh i'll let you start with uh with what you felt that uh and if it's a multitude of things or multiple things let me know it doesn't have to be necessarily one thing but what stood out to you that was really good in this past game yeah, I, I was really impressed with what I saw with James Cook. I, I think he uh took another step and he showed things that he's um didn't necessarily show like coming out of Georgia, there were some things where I liked about him, and then there were some things where I'm like, he's gonna have to approve upon to be a back that will want to be an every down back. Um, I thought his contact balance was much, much better what? this week as opposed to in the past. I thought he in the past he was a guy who if he if he got hit, he was going down. Um, I thought that he showed this week that he was able to um Stay on his feet, for lack of a better uh, term. So I was, if we're gonna go with just the good, I, I, I was throughout that game, passing game, um, running the rock. Now, pass pro once again left a lot to be desired, which sure. uh, is why Latavius Murray is getting a lot of snaps, and especially in obvious pass situations because protect Josh Allen at all costs, right? Yep. But in terms of when the ball is actually in his hands, James Cook was good for me. I like that. And you know what? I'm going to I'm going to let me let me just double up. I'm, I'm it's it's so easy for me to go this route. But right now, the brightest spot on this offense is Stefan Diggs. Man. And if we don't have Stefan Diggs and I've said this to you, we've, we've shared this before. We're taking this brother for granted, man. We are taking this brother for granted because if you pluck that brother off this team or he says, I, I can see the writing on the wall. I don't like it. Trade me and I'm going to make it known. Trade me right now, Bills Mafia. I love y'all, but I got to go. I hope it doesn't come to that route. And I know that contractually he's going to be with us for a bit, but you can't be happy as a receiver. Yeah, you're getting your numbers, but right now we're, we're, we're falling. No, no, we can't be doing that. So to me, the Stefan Diggs is, is elite and he's good and he's making things happen. 
I mean, he's on the ground. He's getting back up. He's getting the end zone. You got to love it. He broke another tackle a couple weeks back in the end zone. Dude is doing what he's got to do. And we're and we sitting here just wasting this brother's talent. So uh, to me, that's my good. And I'm not going to miss my words. We're going to get right to it. The bad. You can pick something, someone, whatever you want. The floor is yours. What you got? I would say the teeth of the defense. I think that was, wasn't was good at all. I mean, whether you want to include that with the D tackles and then the backers right behind them. I yep. thought there were too many times in both the run and the passing games where the Patriots exploited them. I mean, I know you guys have probably seen the clip uh, where um, the uh, a defensive tackle was pushed back very, very far. Uh, and it oh wasn't my God. Jordan Phillips. You know, yeah. you, you know, I can say it for you. Jordan yeah. Phillips, he got it. He got, he got, how you look it? They, they brought him back. They, they pushed him. Five yards back at 330 pounds. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and that, that can't happen against a Patriots unit that was on life support coming into this game, to put, you know, to, to be frank in that regard. And then um, passing game, Mac Jones, play action right over the top, whether it was Gasecki or some of the other guys under underneath. Just the teeth of the defense, obviously. I mean, that's where the, the backups are, right? I mean, no Milano, no Ed Oliver, no Daquan Jones. Of course – that unit is depleted, but I mean, they say next man up, right? Well, the next man didn't show up in the way that they like on Sunday. You're absolutely right. You're so diplomatic on how you, how you drop these things. I love it <laughs> by the way. And as a, as a, as a former DB and, uh, and I played a little DB back in my day. And the one, the, there was a saying that coach always, always used to say to us was thou shall not let the receiver inside. That was always the saying. I mean, you probably had it in a different way, but we knew, don't let him inside because you let him inside, you're done. You're it's over with. And that's exactly what happened on that last route. I'm thinking, okay, he's passing the fall. He's not throwing it. It's got to be inside. If you're going outside, it's a harder degree of a throw to throw outside. He's going inside. It's got to be a slant. And we got beat on that. I was like, ooh, that hurt. I hurt. But anyway, I digress. So the bad for you, the teeth of the defense. I'll say the bad for me was Josh Allen. I'm just going to say it. He wasn't good. All right. He wasn't good. He wasn't ugly, but he wasn't good because you got to say, you got to give to him because he has these elite moments where. When push comes to shove, he'll go five for five down the field. I'm in the end zone. What's up? No time wasted. But for the for the three quarters, we weren't playing the greatest of football. And these misses, this is the biggest thing that's 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 that stick to me. These misses, and they're happening way too often. And especially the deep route to Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs runs a four, four, five, four, five, man. And I'm not saying that's slow. You could roll. But Stephon Diggs is 29. You know what I'm saying? He's getting up there. So if that brother made his way and he's got three to four yards of separation, you've got to hit that brother. You can't miss it. Now, whether your shoulder is not there or not, but you overthrew him, you got to get, you got to, you got to work on that touch. And I know it's tough and I can sit there, but I've got to say what's truthful. And he was not good that game. He was not good. And he, he was bad. He, to me, that's where he stood out. Uh, so that's where I'm going to sit there. And, and he knows it. The whole team knows it. And I hope there's somebody in his ear that's saying something to him because I have my theories and we'll get into that. And, and maybe you can shed, shed some light on that. But I've got my theories. We'll get into that in just a moment. But uh, let's get to the ugly, man. Uh, for me, it was just uh, the execution of everything on the offensive side of the ball, including ugly. Tyler Bass as well. Yep. Um, uh, it just it just wasn't pretty. And as a former defensive player, obviously you need to execute and know the fine details of the play. But on the defensive side of the ball, you can get away with things just by playing hard, right? Like, if I just want to 
get a guy down to the ground. There's like no like pretty way to do it. Just get him down to the ground, right? Just fly around with your hair on fire and just make plays happen. That's one thing that you do on the defensive side of the ball. You can't play like that on offense. You actually need to execute stuff and fine tune details, whether it was a Dawson Knox drop on fourth down, tough, as we alluded tough, to tough earlier. Yep. Um, uh, Josh Allen not IDing hot route, not IDing blitz and getting the ball to his hot routes. Uh, whether it was offensive linemen not passing off stunts, just regardless, just the execution of the game, what the OPI for Murray in the uh, yep. uh, in the in the red zone, whether you agree with the call or not, just the fine details of the game. Because I'm not going to say they're far off. There are so many plays where if they got it back, I think they would have executed it and put the ball in the end zone or got a big game for it. But unfortunately, like I just alluded to, offense is all about that word execution, right? And I know it's so cliche. People yeah. are tired of hearing McDermott talk about it, but it's so true. It really, really is. And the past three weeks, it was really, really evident on Sunday that they just aren't doing the the combing out the phone, fine details. They're not doing that right now. It's true. And you nailed it. And to me, the ugly is the fact that we lost to the damn Patriots. This is what it comes down to. There's a team that we as Bills fans, we despise, we hate. And Macaroni Jones, I have to now call him McCorkle Jones because he's got to earn the respect. He earned the respect that game. The guy went 25, uh, what, 20, 25 for 30. Uh, he was on the money. I mean, five incompletions? Are you kidding me? My goodness. My, Mac, Mac Jones came through and handled it. The fact that we lost to the damn Patriots and we lost to a divisional forward on top of that, ugly, can't stand it. Uh, I need your opinion on something, sir. Um, there's been a clip that's going around of my friend, Mr. Ken Dorsey. And uh, Ken Dorsey pretty much alluded to uh, Coach McDermott having a bit of a, a influence in this offense. And... Um, I need your, I want your thoughts on how, how his influence might be good for this offense long term, or is the challenge or the problem Ken Dorsey? And that's the first fold of the question: is the problem Ken Dorsey, or is too much influence from Ken, from Coach McDermott? And what in the heck does complementary football mean? Aren't you sick and tired of hearing? Oh, we just got to play complementary football. We're just not doing that right now. And uh, no, knock it off. All right. So let's start with, <laughs> let's start with, I know it's a loaded question, brother. I know, but let's start with this. Uh, Ken Dorsey and this influence of Sean McDermott and how it's influencing this defense, this offense. Uh, for one, I think in every level of football, regardless if it's the NFL down to Wee, you take on the identity of your head coach. So I really didn't think too much of when um, people were like, when Ken Dorsey said, like, oh, we have input from Sean, and I, I'm paraphrasing it to a certain extent, yeah. but you guys understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm not too shocked that Sean McDermott has an influence or an input on what happens on that side of the ball because teams always take on the identity of the uh, of their head coach, regardless of what's his specialty, right? Um, I know at Syracuse, Dino Babers was an offensive guy, yet he still had an influence on what we did on the other side of the ball. Like, I, we never really saw him in meetings, but we did know that – he had an influence on what our defensive coordinator wanted to run and wanted to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it's, but it only comes up and becomes a story when the team's not that other side of the ball is not executing. So I really didn't put too much into it. I think that was Ken Dorsey just peeling back the curtain a little bit on actually what goes down in terms of okay. what, what okay. goes on with the football operation. But um, it definitely raises a red flag, right? When that side of the ball is not playing well. It, cer it certainly does. And a lot. And, and the, the other, the, the, the part two of the comment, the question, complimentary football i mean I, I think i've heard this so many times uh and and you probably heard it during your playing time what does it mean to you complimentary football 
yeah, you know, you help out the other side of the ball, helping, you know, all that good blase, blase. It, it sounds real good, right? It sounds really good in the moment. Uh, but I do think in the aspect of what the Bills need to achieve going forward, they do need to play complementary football, just like I alluded to earlier with the defense not playing well. So what I mean by complementary, the offense needs to play well to help out the unit that's not. So that's what I think in the terms of the, just the Buffalo Bills complementary football. You can think of aspects of like teams with a bad offense, right? Well, defensively, we need to make sure that we get the ball back to that offense. You know, the game's in our hands. Like the New York Jets, complementary football will be, you know, pinning the team back, you know, um, taking away the ball on the other side of the ball, making sure Zach Wilson doesn't need to score 21 points to come back and win a game, right? That's complementary football. I know cliches are so old and that and, and, and worn out or whatever. I'm tired of them too. But um, in the Bills case, that offense needs to get things together because defensively they got to work on some things and it's going to take some time with those new guys in there uh, and they're going to uh, struggle until they figure that thing out. And I think Sean McDermott, who is an excellent defensive coordinator, head coach in general, For will sure. figure things out and put some guys in the right places to make sure that they don't have what happened on Sunday again. So uh, October 31st, uh, Halloween. Uh, are you one that dresses up for Halloween? Do, we, do you get into spirit, all that? As a kid, I was, but not going to lie, the older I got, I just put on the little Jason mask and called it a day. I ain't really with the whole, yeah, that's there it. There you go. I'm with yeah. you, man. Uh, I, grew up, I grew up in a Christian home, man. They were like, trick-or-treating. Get your ass in the house. There ain't no trick-or-treating over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the way it was growing up my crew. So I bring Halloween up because the, the trade deadline is on Halloween. And have you been – is there whispers? Do you feel like there are, are some pieces out there that would actually – come in and impact his team off the bat or it's just you got to roll with what you got there's there's nothing out there that you can bring in and and it's going to change the the landscape but then when you look at philadelphia they bring in julio jones then they bring in Bayard, and that's a hell of a safety right there and they had no money they're 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 the last place team in terms of cap space the bills today just restructured Deion, Deion dawkins so like are we are we trying to make something happen or is it best to just say, you know what, this is just emergency money. If somebody goes down, we just need to know, we'll go to the bargain bin and, and look for some bargain bin stuff. What you think? Yeah, I think that when I first thought of the Deion Dawkins thing, I'm not going to lie, I just thought it was just like emergency money, you know, create some cap space just in case some things happen down the Absolutely. line. I mean, they are really banged up, right? Yeah. Um, but are there players out there available? Obviously, but it kind of takes two to tango or whatever. Can I step in on that quick? You know what? I'm th- sorry, sorry to crash. No, 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 real quick. We actually talked about the Deion Dawkins money today. Yep. Apparently, according to the NFL PA uh, salary cap listing, the Bills had so little money, they could not afford to add anyone to replace Dawson Knox on the roster. Because when you put Dawson Knox in IR, somebody else has to go on the roster. And then that player costs X amount of dollars. You know, mm-hmm. and better and minimum, the NFL is about a million. The Bills had less than a million. So they actually had to use the Dion money to just be functionally under the cap. Now, to Carl's point, could they use the rest of that to, to add somebody? Sure. But, like, this is not the typical, oh, they've converted money, therefore a move is coming. Yes, there is a move coming. It's just replacing Dawson Knox on the roster. You know what? And the thing is, we're broke. <laughs> we're, we're broke. Yeah. We got no money. And I can't see us trying to bring someone. We just have to deal with what we have on the roster. And I knew it was something about emergency money because it was just, just – and Bean doesn't do these type of things, man. So I get it. I totally get it. Thank you for that clarification. Um, and, listen, we got to figure it out. Thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. We got to figure it out, man. Yeah. I appreciate that, but that makes a lot of sense. I can't us. I can't see us going to get uh who. I'm not who. I'm saying D Hop. Can't see it. 
and saying, oh, we should go get D Hop, and this is what we're no, 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 no. We're not massaging anything. What you're gonna add D Hop to an offense that's inept? <laughs> it would make no sense. People talk about that. That's number one. Uh, number two, somebody was saying uh, to go and get somebody on the defense side of the ball. Even I would say maybe we should go get Patrick Sertain. We ain't got no money. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna nip that nip down in the bud right there. Patrick Sertain uh, is no. It wouldn't happen. The Broncos, I mean, I don't know why they would give up, in my opinion, the best corner in the league. Uh, it would take up a, a, Jul- a Jalen Ramsey trade, probably a little bit more to get rid of him. So yeah. uh, it just sounds good, but unfortunately Madden is uh, not real life. All right. Well, listen, um, I know you, you're doing your thing, but we got to get to it because the milk carton alert, you already know what it is, man. Milk carton alert. Somebody's on the milk carton. You got to explain. Hey, listen, and, and this is one of those things where you got to say, who? Or you got to tell me what is missing. And we know the what is missing. This offense has been missing. We could always just say offense is on the milk carton. We get that part. Let's get more specific here. Who, who needs to show up? Who needs to show up? I'm going to cop out because you was trying to you, you see. <laughs> I, I like what you did there. I really like what you did there. I'm going <laughs> to give you something in between, though. The explosiveness in the in the offense is just that's the milk carton. Like whoever you want to put on there in terms of that can replicate that. Sure. But it's just not there. I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a would ever believe an offense led by Josh Allen would not be explosive or exciting. But it's become that over the past three weeks. Um, and there are a multitude of reasons why that's the case. Defensive coordinators get paid too. Defensive players get paid too. However, that doesn't excuse you from the fact that you haven't been able to generate big plays. They've missed on some plays. Obviously, the deep throw to Stephon Diggs. They haven't been in in their eyes advantageous situations to take those shots. I disagree with that. However. That's the part of the offense that's gone because, you know, they're having these 10, 11 play drives. However, I don't know how conducive that is to long term success, especially um, if you want to have an elite offense, which they should on paper uh, to a certain extent. So, yeah, the big plays, shot plays, regardless if it's the pass game, running game, that has to return if they want to uh, go where they want to go. Excellent. Well, I'm glad you put that because for me, the milk carton. Uh, and I like that you want speed because we are lacking speed, but the milk carton alert is going to go to Ken Dorsey. And I need, I need the Ken Dorsey that coach as if you're about to get fired at the end of the season. I don't, I'm not, and I'm not trying to be cute about this. I'm actually being for real coach. Like you're about to get fired at the end of the season. Your job is on the line because I'm gonna tell you right now, if they put McDermott up against the wall, he's going to have to make a decision. And the one, the, the place is going to go to is the offensive coordinator. And if we are con- continuing to underperform on the offense, it has to be on Ken Dorsey. And I'm not saying Ken Dorsey's missing. I need the Ken Dorsey fire to come out. They always talk about Ken Dorsey's a fiery guy and he cusses like a sailor and he's this and that and great. But I need that fieriness to come out on the field. No screen plays to the running back. I just cannot understand that. You have James Cook, one of the more elusive, quick-footed RBs in this game on your team, and yet you cannot function a way to find him in open space you got Deontay Hardy that's a mini running back that would that will he had an amazing catch on the sideline he made two brothers miss with no effort you mean to tell me you don't get the ball you don't want to get the ball in his hands you have Khalil Shakir that the Cowboys would have loved to sneak and grab or I think it was another team I can't remember but you have these weapons a bevy of weapons on this team but yet we can't we can't figure something out Ken Dorsey find that creativeness find that fieriness because if you don't brother you're going to be looking for a job somewhere else. And now Josh Allen, which has been privy and has been privileged to have the same offense his whole damn career, you're going to, you're about to flip the script and find out what's going on. So 
Very interesting. I know I just went on a, a bit of a, a thing there, but that's what's missing for me. Milk carton alert is Ken Dorsey and his inability to get this offense going. So you've got to chew your quarterback out. you got to chew him out. Here's a question for you, dog. There was a handshake between Coach McDermott and Brian Dable. I'm sure you saw it. <laughs> is, there, is there much to look into that? Because that seemed very odd. But then someone tells me, oh, they had dinner the night before. That's very odd. For someone that had dinner the night before and that quick handshake, are you out of here? That seems a little odd to me. Yeah, it's funny because Thad was the one who shot that handshake uh, at the end of that game. Uh, at first, I'm not going to lie, it looked kind of funny, but I'm not really the biggest on, you know, quick interact. The interaction was less than two seconds. Like, I don't know. Like, these these they got each other number. They – I don't know. I'm not going to really speculate on the, their beef or anything like that. Uh, it, they're not they're not in the same building anymore. That's all I got for you. One team is in Jersey. The other team is in Western New York. That's all I really got in that department. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it at that, but tell tell Thad thank you for taking that shot because that meant a lot. That to me, if I'm if I'm your yo, listen, if I'm boys with you, we dap it up, we lock it in, we bring it in, bring it in tight. You feel me? And we move. But that was like they didn't even look at each other, they just kind of split. I don't know about that, but anyway, uh, I don't want to keep you too long, brother, uh, because you've been great. And uh, this upcoming game is crucial. And uh, last but not least, it's the all eyes. Who will you have your eyes on? Who should Bills fans have their eyes on this upcoming game? And what should we be paying attention to? Tupac. Shout out to my boy Tupac. I love a little graphic over there. All eyes. Uh, in a game against, you know what? I, I think this is a, a it's, it's very niche, but it's something that once I've been I looked at the film and I can't lose track of it, the, the, anybody who watches Todd Bowles, whether it was time with the Jets and obviously yep. his time down there with Tampa, my man hasn't found a blitz he don't like. He has not. He that he he will find he will blitz his safety from thirty yards deep. He will send nine people if he's if he will put fourteen people on the field to blitz them all if he if he could right. Mm -hmm. Um. So I'm very intrigued on how the Bills answer this on a short week. Right. I mean that that's where the, that's where the tension kind of lies a little bit. Now to be fair, they did play a blitz heavy team in the Dolphins and shredded them to pieces. Yep. It's past different. three weeks haven't been so. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering on a short week, not a lot of attention to detail. You don't have nearly as many days to prepare. All my eyes are on Josh Allen hitting hot routes, offensive line, make sure they're picking up the right guys off the edge from the second level. Because if they don't, this is a Tampa Bay defense that will create turnovers. And for how, whatever you think about Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans is still on the other side. And so is Chris Godwin. They have guys who can make plays. So all my eyes are on when they're bringing heat, can the Bills protect it? Can the Bills protect it? Ladies and gentlemen, my man Carl Jones came through and handled business like he always does. And I tried to trap you in a couple questions, but you you squirmed your way out. Good for you, bro. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate you, man. And uh, honestly, we, we love doing this. And obviously, I'm going to hit you up every Tuesday. If uh, if you're down to, to chop it up with us, it's always a pleasure because this, this team has got us on pins and needles. We don't know what kind of Bills team we're going to get. So this is why we need the input of someone that's there, that's seeing it. And uh, one last thing for me, the the locker room vibe, is it still high? Because I see guys dancing it up in practice. Like they they 7-0, they oh, but we 4-3, and three, brothers. I, I don't know what we're what we dancing about. But, like, is the vibe still high out there? Yeah, yeah from every from all, by all accounts, that was there today. I was talking at the, watching the video, looking at the stories. Vibe's still good. The guys are playing. I mean, that's – that's how I would want it, right? Leave that 
uh, the 24 hour rule, right? Um, if anybody who's ever played sports, you sit on it for 24 hours, and after that, you flush it, whether it was a good win or a bad loss. You flush it, move on to the next week. And fortunately for them, the next game is in 48 hours. It is in 48 hours. Well, listen, I appreciate you, man. My man, News 8, Carl Jones coming through. I appreciate the, the love, man. It's the, uh, the, the studio just kick, 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 and you're in there. Love it, man. So we'll, we'll catch you on the flip side. I appreciate you. Tell Fat, I appreciate that nugget as well, man. And we'll, uh, we'll keep it together, man. My appreciate guy, Carl Jones. I see you, man. And folks, there it is, man. Um, very interesting to obviously chat with my guy, Carl Jones. He comes through. And if you guys actually appreciate, you know, I mean, being able to connect with members of the media and you like them coming on to show, get a different perspective instead of, you know, somebody like myself that's, you know, I mean, just sharing opinion and sharing my views. Uh, smash that, smash that like. Not just for me. Don't smash it for me. Smash it for my guy, Carl Jones, because he came through and he doesn't mince away. He kind of answers it the way you need to. And you need someone that's played the collegiate game. He played at Syracuse. You know what I'm saying? He he knows, man. He was close, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to making it. And, you know what I mean, certain things happen. So if you guys appreciate those kind of collabs, smash that like while you guys are here. If you guys are on Twitter, salute to y'all. Retweet, re-X, whatever you guys want to do to that. And uh, for my Facebook folks, salute. What's happening? So, um... Let me let me just uh, let's share share my thoughts uh, all together on these bills, right? Let me share my thoughts on these bills, right? Number one, we're four and three. Is the season over? No, but it could quickly be over in a matter of two games. We've got Tampa next, then we got the Bengals right after that. Those are two crucial games. The Tampa Bay Bucks right now are leading their division. They'd like to stay that way. I can't see them trying to sabotage that because it just it just doesn't make any sense. And if you go to the Bills right now, I know people are wondering, oh, what about the Bills and the Bills? Are they going to be? Listen, man, Miami right now is five and two. The Bills are four and three. The New York Jets are three and three. Chances are the Jets will beat the Giants. They'll go four and three. The Dolphins will most likely beat the Patriots. If they don't, even better, right? That muddies the waters in the AFC East and makes things better for us, right? But Miami should win that game. They go to six and two. So that makes us, that puts us behind the eight ball, right? Then you got Baltimore that's on fire. You got Pittsburgh that's four and two. You got Cleveland Browns that didn't look good last week. Um, but they're four and two right now. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat us. They're five and two. And then you got Kansas City that's six and one. That's seven teams right now. We're one of seven right now in the playoff picture. But keep in mind, you got Cincinnati that's three and three right now. And they're about to face the 49ers. So that'll be a good test for them. Then you've got Houston that's three and three. <laughs> Don't sleep on Houston Texans. You got Indy that's three and four. They're starting to kind of get their act together a little bit, although they lost that game, which should have been lost, but it is what it is. And then you got the Jets. Fam, like, it could be over with in two games if we don't get our act together because then you know how hard it is to win in this league. Then you got the Broncos. Then you got the Jets, which would be interesting. And then the Eagles right after that. Fam, we cannot afford to lose any more games. I mean, if we could win every last game going forward, that'd be amazing. It's not going to happen. I had us finishing the league, the league year at 12 and five. I still think it's possible. We're at four wins right now. 
We got a few more wins to go, but it's still possible. Now that's that. That's for our playoff hopes and chances. Offensively. I mean, fuck. Like Josh Allen. I like Josh. I really do like Josh. And Josh right now is dealing with a lot. Let me get my banner off of my guy, Josh. All right. Josh is dealing with a lot right now. All right. He's not used to this at this point. I mean, the last three years, he's been, I mean, that guy. He's been that dude. Josh Allen can't do wrong. Does Josh Allen have his erratic moments? Yes. But usually he makes up for his erratic moments. Now, to pair along Josh Allen, we've had a very good defense, a top five, top 10 defense the last three to four years. Consecutively, we've been very good on defense. So that helps with the offense. But right now, this offense needs to help this defense. And it starts with 17. And it's not like this, we just, we're just, we're just outmatched and we're, we're, these teams are way better than us. It's us shooting ourselves in the foot with the dumb penalties, with Josh Allen missing easy reads. What is going on? He needs to figure it out. And I was talking to one of my homies today. I was shout out to my man, Cody Benz. And Cody Benz was like, you know what? Josh Allen needs that one person in his ear. That's not going to just be a yes, man. And, and just say, you know I mean? Everything Josh is doing is amazing. Keep it up, buddy. You're doing all right. You're an amazing guy. It's going to turn things. Things are going to turn around. No, nah, you need a guy that's in your ear. I think every friend needs that. For me, my brother's that guy. If I'm, if I'm you know what I'm saying? So ain't shit popping for me or something's not right. He'll tell you, oh, man, that's some bullshit. Are you playing like you playing like crap? Yo, if you did, 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 you need that one. Now, whether it's a player on the team or whether it's a former player, you know what I'm saying? They need to be like, yo, go back to the way you used to do shit, bro. Just play fun, play light, play good. You know what I mean? Do what you do. Try to stay within the confines of the offense, but you can't let it take away from you because, like, when Allen does what he does, when he rips off a run for, like, 15 yards and gets a first down, it pumps him up. It gets him going. So now, on the defense side of the ball, you don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to run? Is he going to pass? Like, shit, I got to be on my I got to be on my P's and Q's. But, like, we've eliminated that part of his game, which now limits this offense. So now it's either James Cook is running the ball, we don't got no respect for James Cook, or you're going to try to hit Stephon Diggs. And only now Dalton Kincaid got totally involved in the game last week. Was that an anomaly, or is that something that we're going to start to go forward with? And do it. We'd love to see it. But here's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And it's boring for me to say this, but it's execution, bro. You got to execute. This, this shit's right in front of you. You know what I'm saying? If you have to go to Ken Dorsey and be like, yo, let's open it up a little bit. Let's start to do. I mean, and I'm sure these guys are doing that. But right now, it looks like they've, they've, they've figured y'all out. That's what it looks like. And hey, we just don't, we don't have the answers. That's what it looks like. And I know that this offense is too damn good for us to even be entertaining that thought. It's crazy to me. So if this is one of those games where you got to reset, totally reset, and say, all right, let's go back to the freaking the basics. Let's do what we got to do and get this thing going, then so be it. Now, does do things change with Dawson Knox being hurt and put on the IR? Quentin Moore's potentially coming back, but he's still nursing an injury. Do we go back to 11 personnel? Majority 11 personnel, where we've had a lot of our success. Can we use Dalton Kincaid in a different manner? Does the run game change now, right? Do we, this, this whole new shift in personnel 
does that change the way we go forward? Do we, do we scrap this 12 personnel? So many questions, right? But at the end of the day, this whole flat, starting flat and not being able to, you know what I mean, put something together, there's got to be a sense of urgency coming from everyone. But it starts with this guy right here. There. This guy right here starts with him. And I'll tell you right now, man, I love this freaking guy. I freaking love Josh Allen. I think he's the, I think he's the bomb. I think he's that dude. I know he's got a bummed out shoulder, but guess what? You win the game and they need you. Because if you don't, it's, it's a wrap. Y'all got to come together. We got to come together. And it starts in Tampa. Like, scrap the freaking first seven games, bro. It starts in Tampa. Let's start afresh. And then let's, let's, let's make, let's, let's, let's build from there. Because right now, it ain't working. This offense right now is broken. It's broken. We're just not in sync. We're not in sync. We're not doing what we're supposed to do. And it needs to change. It needs to change. The defense is going to do what they do. They're going to compete every day because guess what? Sean McDermott's in that bitch. But there comes a time where you're like, all right, man, I got to be that guy. I got to be the elite quarterback and take over. Sometimes you got to take what the fuck the defense gives you right in front of you. And when that deep shot comes, you got to hit on that. You got to because it changes the momentum of everything. It, de- it, de- it deflates the defense. It pumps up the offense. And now you've got a sense of, you've got a sense of, of, of power. You've got a sense of accomplishment. Now you're like, all right, I hit that deep shot. Now I'm going to hit intermediate. Now I'm going to hit that screen. Now I'm going to, and now you're just dinking and dunking all over. And then all of a sudden you're at 400 yards. But right now we are not there. We got no identity. We don't know if we're coming. We don't know if we're going. We don't know if we're like a power team. We don't know if we're a finesse team. Like we have no idea what the hell we are. We got to figure ourselves out. It's just it's that plain and simple. Now, this upcoming game, we're going to have a preview game, obviously, Thursday night. My man Zbot probably is going to be going to the game. I think it's what? It's a home game? Yeah, it's a home game. So he's probably going to be going to that game. But if not, it's going to be myself, maybe Rev, maybe Zbot. We're going to talk about it. But for the most part, fam, this is it, man. We need to get it together, man, because we can't use the excuse of the, the night is still young. The season's still young. We still got a lot of football left, although we do. But it could quickly be over with a one, one or two games because all the other teams are ahead of us right now. We're going to be now wishing and hoping that something happens. We don't want to be in that position. We want to be able to control our destiny. Do we not? That's the case. So, that being said, Go Bills. <laughs> it's the only way to do it, man. It's the only way to do it. We got to get this. We got to get our act together. Now, before I get out of here, I'm gonna, I, saw, I saw some really good questions and comments in the chat. So if you do have some questions and comments, let them fly. I got you. My man Walter comes in and says, uh, unpopular opinion, but I don't think Allen overall is vastly different from previous years. It's just the expectations are higher and we're living in the moment. Not only are we living in the moment and the expectations are higher, it's just, it's just how, how we've exited playoffs. The end results are probably piling up and you're trying to do things differently so you don't fall into the same trap you fall, you've, you've fallen into before. And as a head coach, and this is why I don't fault McDermott too much, and I know a lot of people are calling for McDermott's head. I'm not sure we're there personally, but you never know. But 
McDermott is looking at this like, if we keep doing the same crap we've been doing, it's just a, it's just a bunch of insane brothers on this team doing the same thing and expecting different results. We can't do that. So we need to change things up. And that's where McDermott needs to lean in and trust that his OC can emulate what he's trying to, you know what I'm saying, take in and what McDermott is trying to tell him. And then now you fix it the way that you can do it. Still incorporating what your coach wants. But like, fam, like fourth, I saw a stat. It was like on every second down, I think it was Nate Geary put it out there. Every second down, it was the same run. Out of the same formation, it was James Cook. It was like it was like third and two or second down and, and four, second down and four, and it was a run every single time to James Cook. My goodness. As a defense, you're looking at down and distance. You're like, it's a run play. Gather up, everyone. Right? So there's no, there's no sense of, like, creativity. There's no sense of, like, gotcha, bitch. Like, there is none of that. So we got to get it together. We really, truly do have to get it together. But at the end of the day, offense is the one that's lacking. Offense is the one that needs to get their act together. And, and in the words, and you guys have heard me, in the words of Kevin Hart, you brothers need to help me. Because right now, we ain't got no help. We need help. And it needs to start with 17. 17 is where it begins. And I'll tell you right now, once 17 starts rolling, so does 14. And once 17 and 14 start rolling, boy, everything else is going to open up. We've got some good weapons on the squad, man. Let's not squander them. Let's use them, and let's make things work. Let's make things happen. Will Gann says, yo, Allen is learning a new offense. No, he's not. I know it's only 12 personnel, but the coaches are telling him how to play safe and stay in the pocket. So you add it all together, and this is all new to Allen. No, it's not. It's not all new to Allen. It's just the formations. It's just formation. Instead of spread, right, everybody's all out, just – you're tucked in now. You might be running the same route, but you're just coming from a different look. So it might look like we're running. So now everybody squeezes in, right? We have a, a tight end that moves smooth like a receiver. So take full advantage of these things. Find the matchup, the matchups, right? And we'll get, I totally understand what you're saying because the new it's a new formation, but the concepts are all the same. Nothing changes. You got the same head coach you got the same offensive coordinator that was your quarterback coach you everything's familiar to you come on now i'm gonna tell you right now man i'm gonna say it once and i'm gonna say it again my man dorsey has to coach as if he's about to get fired you gotta coach. you can't coach like oh, i got the job i'm i'm gonna be here next year nah bro you gotta coach like you your job is on the line because if the offense continues to sputter and there is no change, and your quarterback is not gravitating to what you're trying to tell him, or he's not listening, or it's just not working out, fam, you're gone. McDermott's going to have no choice but to move on from you, Dorsey. So, coach like you're about to get fired, bro. Coach like your job's on the line. Coach like they, they closed you in the room, and they slid a chair, and they put hot coals underneath it, and this is sitting that shit. Because you're hot, you're on, you, you got to be on the hot seat. You're going to be on the hot seat if this nonsense continues. And the worst part about this is Josh Allen's the one that handpicked you. He handpicked you because he trusted that things will remain the same and we, we're about to get it. And for the most part, it was like that last year. Things have changed now and things should change. But one thing that shouldn't change is the ability for us to move the ball when we have everybody on the offensive side of the ball. There's just nothing should change. Like, come on. So, 
Mr. Ken Dorsey, coach, like your job is on the line. So if you have to dig extra deep in that bag and find something that's going to work and allow these teams to adjust to what you guys do well instead of, okay, so who's on the, okay, they've got that corner. Okay, this corner usually does this, so this is the type of right. Nah, man, we're going to run our plays and you got to stop us. Simple as that. That being said, my time is up. If you guys have questions and concerns, drop those questions and concerns right now in the chat because your boys got to go. But I really do appreciate each and every one of you guys tuned in. It was great. My man, the thigh doc showed up and uh, he, he dropped some, some knowledge on us in terms of the injuries and, and potential of who's coming back. Ed Oliver should be back next week, hopefully. Uh, we will see how Vaughn Miller, you know what I'm saying, uh, obviously he's tweaked something with six snaps compared to the 20 and 27 snaps the two previous games. Something's got to give. So hopefully we see him back. And if we don't, so be it. Hopefully Josh Allen is, is, is banged up, but he can still play and really deliver because this game is huge. This is a massive game this Thursday night. Let's make it work. So that being said, you guys have yourself a fantastic evening. I got to get out of here. And we'll catch you guys on the flip. It's the Rico Report. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. And we'll catch you guys on the flip. And until next time, it's your boy Rico. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. Y'all have yourself a great night. And we'll see you. Thursday night. Thursday night football. Ooh, we. It's going to be fun. Peace. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.